Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Dana. And this is Fall Risk. back to another episode of Flawless. We're fresh here at Skydive Midwest off the weekend. A very busy weekend for yep. the beginning of October, which is fantastic. So nice. Uh, it's another, it's a scorcher in October. I walked out of my apartment this morning. I was like, what the hell, Mother Nature? What is going on? It's like, uh, going to be like 85 degrees today again. It's going to be great. How are you? Uh, so, so in the in the Fall Risk uh, podcast lab in Skydive Midwest, we got Dana Tubbs, the incomparable Dana Tubbs, sitting with hey. me in all her tie dye glory. How many tie dye shirts do you think you got? I think I have. Honestly, I think I only have like five. Baloney! I don't believe that for a second. I think no way. I might have more. You got to go count later. I wear I wear five all the time. <laughs> like I know I have my staple five, so there okay. might be more. But there's probably this more. is actually my favorite. I like that one. It's a, it must be like a bleach dye, yeah? It is, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. I think it was one of my first bleach dyes. So you did it like, yourself? Yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah. Goodwill cool. find, dye it, yeah. rocking it. <laughs> if you look at my Instagram, I have it in like every picture. Okay. <laughs> go, go to Instagram. It's the blue shirt with the white, the white bleach dye. That's the one it's we're looking problem. at right now. <laughs> it's great. Tie dye is like universal. You can use it for everything. It's awesome. Well, anyway, uh, we're here to talk about you and skydiving. Not not about tie dye. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna probably deviate and talk about a bunch of really random stuff, but uh, that's okay. Um, how are you feeling today? You ready to get started? I'm excited. This is my first time in here by myself. Yeah. You've so been, you've been in here twice with other people. Though. Yeah already i was wondering if i'm the only person that's been in here this many times or if you've also had others uh you are the only person to be on it actually josh uh josh evans has three episodes too as well okay but he's those were all remote those were all like over zoom zoom calls right, i'll be so. looking for my fourth then okay. so i can be the winner <laughs> well you gotta <laughs> we gotta do one in the winter <laughs> catch up with tubs it's gonna be great um well cool like just to start like this is your first season at midwest right it is yeah okay not your first season but your first season at midwest how are you feeling about everything now that it's coming coming to a close I feel like it's like summer camp when you, not that I didn't mesh with everybody right away because it's been a really welcoming crew, but it's like, you know, you're like getting to know people and then mid-season you're like working a lot and now that the season's winding down and we're all about to leave, I'm like, oh, I don't want summer camp to be over yet. <laughs> I'm sad. Yes, I I, uh, I feel you on that. Um, it I For a little while at the very beginning of the season, I was like, man, this is really like stretching like it's like I feel like I've um been here for a really long time already like it's uh the days were really long I guess if that makes sense yeah. like I was time didn't seem like it was passing very fast and then now I'm sitting here thinking like where did the summer go like where like, it, totally. it was I don't know when it's shifted I assume it was probably in that busy stretch in the middle but um yeah, I think you also hit it on the nail there too with uh, how welcoming Midwest is just in general. Totally. This it's, seems this I mean, you tell me if you think this is accurate. This is probably one of the coolest crews I've worked with in a really long time. Yeah, definitely. I I've worked with some really awesome people, but the whole 
group here. Mm-hmm. I guess because a lot of people have already worked together and they spent a lot of seasons, so like they meshed well. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like you're an outsider coming in to break into their group. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you're just part of the group now. Mm-hmm. So like everybody was already well oiled, if you mm-hmm. will. Oh yeah. <laughs> and no. then it was just like an easy mesh in. So that's been, it's so inviting. And that's really cool. I would I would totally agree with that. I think too. I think there's like a, a there's pros and cons to living on the drop zone, right? Like the pros is that like it makes it a lot more affordable, right? But uh, the con or sorry that was backwards. The con or the pros are that living on the drop zone makes it way more affordable and easier to like you know be a skydiving instructor mm-hmm. full time. Uh, but then like the cons are that you spend you end up spending way too much time with the people you're already all the, like with all the time, right? So I think there's like a there they've there's a weird balance here with that, I think. I don't know. That's just me personally. Definitely. Because um, the last couple of years I've lived on a drop zone, mm-hmm. um, which has also been year-round drop zone. So that's yeah. like a whole nother layer of like being with people way too much, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> if you will, yeah. uh, especially when the hours are different. Um, but here, yeah, like we're end of the day, we can go home mm-hmm. and be away from work, which is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But then you also are kind of like, oh, like want to hang out you know like yeah the, not the party vibe on a job zone at the end of the day but mm-hmm. like everyone's kind of sitting around and doing the same mm-hmm. hanging out which is always fun mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a little bit of mixed feelings on it right I mean I think I think it's um I think we kind of come from a similar background where we spent a quite a bit of time like as young skydivers um uh, adjusting to that lifestyle you know of like making accommodations and learning how to navigate you know being in close proximities for it with with people for an extended period of time I think we both got used to that totally. you know yeah and then now shifting away from that you know uh being in a place where we have to go home at the end of the night and like you have to make different kinds of accommodations like if you have an animal like I do right you have an animal you have to go home at a spe- specific time or make other kinds of accommodations to make sure he's taken care of um or if you know like you guys like you guys like to just go home like you, you there's a lot of I just want to go home and cook <laughs> When I was like 20, <laughs> when I was 20, I didn't feel that way. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do whatever. Like, I'm a YOLO. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, I want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> Not me, though. I don't I don't like cooking. I've told you in great detail this season. I'm working on that. Don't like cooking. <laughs> Takes too much time. I hate it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get into it, okay? Uh, so the, the way we do these individual episodes is we talk a little bit about, like, your origin history, like, your origin story, um, your history, like, how you got started in the sport, and then we kind of move into, like, more specific topics, okay? Okay. Um, so just to begin, like, let's talk, like, what year you started skydiving, how old you were at the time, how many jumps you've accumulated since then, like, the works. Sweet. Um, anybody who's worked with me has probably heard my story, so <laughs> I giggle thinking about it. Um, I did my first skydive in 2007 for my 18th birthday, um, but I'd been working at the drop zone for about three years prior to that. Okay. Um, so I got into the sport through packing. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my friend Allie. She doesn't <laughs> jump, uh, which is funny because she started this before me, um, but she got a job. Her parents knew the DZO at skydive santa barbara okay um so i went to hang out with her one day she's like it's a rad place like come hang out like bring me some food uh, so i did and i did that a couple times and they were like hey you could uh you know make money while you sit here instead <laughs> i was like that sounds sick so when i was 15 i started packing dang yeah um those three years i thought that the dzo wouldn't let me jump 
I, I pushed for it. He, okay. I thought he wouldn't. Um, years later, after I did my first jump, got licensed, like became an, everything. Years later, my mom told me that she wouldn't sign the paperwork. Oh. But she didn't mom. want me to be upset. I know. Mom. Um, in the end, I think I'm happy that mm-hmm. I had to wait. I think it built a little appreciation and probably kept me from getting into more trouble. <laughs> <coughs> so... Santa Barbara would take teenagers? Um, they Or didn't, minors, I guess. They didn't normally, but okay. this was like back before um, I think a lot of things went down where people yeah. like really exited out and were like, yeah. we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the option was there. Okay. Um, and I think maybe it's just because I work there, mm-hmm. you know, so they were going to like, okay, we could do that. Okay. Um, but she wasn't on board. Um, right. I didn't know that until so much later that I don't actually know the the specifics you know fair okay yeah so uh started jumping in 2007 I went away for my freshman year of college that mm-hmm. year and then I came back the next summer and got back to working um while I was away at college I tried to pack at the local drop zone in Monterey but uh, I would go out there and just sit for hours <laughs> trying to get people to let me pack for them because they didn't need a tandem packer yeah um and there was like two people who would let me pack mm-hmm. uh so I didn't make any money <laughs> but I was trying um and then I came back from school and I I got my license and all that that year okay yeah all right how many jumps have you accumulated since 2007 um I don't know the specific number because <laughs> uh I did a terrible job midway through of keeping track but I would ballpark about nine thousand or so okay that's pretty impressive was it was like 16 years? Yeah. Dang. All 16 right. years. So you're averaging like what, six, 700 a year? I'd say something like that. Yeah. And then some years better than More others than yeah. or like, you know, when I've taken time off from being <clears throat> full time. That's pretty impressive. How many of those are work jumps? A lot. A lot. So <laughs> many. <laughs> so many. Um, not all tandem. Um, okay. So I started shooting video um, probably... I got my coach rating and started shooting video, I think, around 2011. Okay. Um, ish. Yeah. Dates are hard. I'm so bad at dates. Yeah. Um, so I would say 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got my tandem rating at the end of 2012. Okay. I believe. All right. Um, so I would say I probably got like, surely I have like 5,000. <laughs> Tandems. Tandems. (laughs) So many people. So many people. You've touched. You physically touched. Okay, think about this. Uh, This is stuff that I think about when I go to bed (laughs) at night. Think about how many individual human beings you've put your hands on. Yeah. Isn't that... So many. I wonder, like, I didn't always wear a full face. Oh! (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So, like, how much snot have I had in my face or spit and all that? Yeah, that's gross. Spit is more likely, I think. People screaming. For sure. Right. Yeah. When, when you- I when I look at my dirty uh, shield at the end of a day, I'm like, goodness, how does anyone still not? I have to clean mine. I, don't, I have to clean mine. Mine's disgusting. It's gross. It's really gross, especially allergy season or when it gets cold. Oh, that's wild. That's the Man, worst. You've touched five, like 5,000 people. I really feel like half of our job is just teaching grownups how to get dressed. <laughs> like, like you know when you're um when you have an AFF student especially and yeah. they're trying to clip their helmet, yeah. stop it. <laughs> just let me do it. Yeah, just let me do it. And so I'm like, okay, put your chin up so I don't pinch your little neck. You know, <laughs> let me clip on your mittens. <laughs> yeah, that's really how I feel. I'm like, I I don't even have to have a kid to be a mom. I'm already doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh man, why would I want to have kids? Because I've already got I've already I'm already taking thousands. care of ten of them a day. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like that. <laughs> Just helping people get dressed. Yeah. Um, how much total time do you think you have under your belt? If you hmm. had to guess. Um, not much, but I would say mm, like five hours total. Okay. How much of that Over is? Over a lot of time. Okay. Wait, what are you doing in the tunnel when you're when you're there? Uh, mostly sit flying. Okay. Um, I've got like 10 minutes trying to fly on my head. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got lucky. Uh, they were doing some training for an instructor to get that. L4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they knew that I could sit fly and do some things. So they invited me in and I got to do that. <laughs> I never got off the net. The good old days, dude. Yeah, the Dang. good old days. Yeah, this is years ago. <laughs> um, and honestly, that's the last time I flew in the tunnel. Oh, wow. Back in the good old days. <laughs> I am a broke skydiver. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, some some people like like I got lucky working there during a time that was you know still fun to work there. Um, so I got to like learn those skills, and now I can you know like you got to appreciate the lucky situations when they happen because now when I go to the tunnel, it's like okay, all I have to do is pay for the time. I don't have to pay for anything else. Yeah, I can just totally. go and fly. I wish I'd taken better advantage of it. Yeah, you well, know, just so I could be there now. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to spend more time in it. That's like a future goal. Keith, Megan, get build, a tunnel. Build your tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and work for you. <laughs> it up. Uh, so you said you had all your instructor ratings, right? Correct. In addition to the big three, which is silly because uh, the one isn't really an instructor rating. But um, in addition to like the being a triple threat, do you have anything else under your belt, like pro rating, demo, anything like that? I don't. No. I've gotten to do demos, uh, but not ones that required a pro rating. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. I've thought about it. I just haven't haven't made the effort. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so why did you push so hard to go skydiving when you were a young person? Like that's something that seems a little intense for a teenager with no world experience. Like, yeah, I was an adventurous young gal. Um, so I grew up in California and I love like skateboarding. I like surfing. I just, I want to do like anything outside and wild. Um, I feel like we're about the same age. So I feel like the 90s was like adventure sport crazy like I wanted to do that you know I wanted to be wild and I wanted to have the, like the loud colors and the <laughs> the I don't know the rock music yeah. and whatnot you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so I think I was just I was looking for something crazy yeah and skydiving seemed like that especially coming out of the 90s where people mm-hmm. were just you ever watch those like movies like the children of the corn and oh, skydiving yeah. and yes. stuff like that. I was yeah. like, that's so sick. <laughs> I want to do that. Like I want to skateboard. I want to wake up in the morning and surf and then get to jump out of planes like these people. That looks yeah. sick. Power Rangers, man. Yeah. It's like the epitome okay. of 90s, like extreme, you know. I watched the Power, Power Rangers, Rangers movie. Dude, I had Power Rangers on my rollerblades growing up. I don't recall, I know this is terrible because I should go back and watch it, but I don't recall them skydiving. So in the movie, mm-hmm. in the very first, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with Ivan Ooze and stuff, mm-hmm. the opening sequence is a skydiving sequence where <laughs> they all get out. And it's the two the two dumb friends, like the dumb punks that are always with them. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like the the big guy in the tall skin, the, sc- the skinny dude. Yeah. They're all in there. And so they're all in their colors. And then the two, the two punks are in all black. Um, and like, uh, I don't know if Jason Frank 
wait, what's his name? Jason Frank, right? You're the movie buff. I don't know. He I was an actual skydiver. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, but the guy who played the uh, White Ranger, the Green Ranger, um, Jason David Frank, who is an who was an actual skydiver. Rest in peace. He passed away. Um, he uh, gets well. His character. I don't know if it's him at the time because this was the ninety, like the early nineties. <laughs> but he was on a. Um, his character flies like a sky, like a skyboard. Okay. You know, he does yeah. like a sky surfing thing and like they all get together uh, in like a big round and they're all doing like for the time pretty great freestyle, you know, like movements and tricks and stuff and they're flipping in all over the place. It's it's very like 90s. It's very 90s. Totally. But I remember seeing that as a kid and be like, that's fucking cool. Like that's well. Not as a kid, I didn't swear, but of course. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like that's pretty great. That um, level as a child. <laughs> yeah. That's that's always something like that stuck with me they they end the scene with like a classic accuracy uh landing where they're all having to land on a target you know yeah um but they're all color-coded and pink pink parachute black parachute i don't know how i don't remember this you should watch it i will go pretty great i think they skydived van halen or (laughs) i think it's van halen maybe it's not maybe van halen's at the end of the movie we'll fact check that after anyway (laughs) uh yeah it's uh keep on no it's that song uh That one, yeah, I, I can't. Know what you're uh, yeah, about. yeah, that's that song. That's okay, that can't makes sense. I pulled that out of my brain. <laughs> wow, it's impressive. <laughs> I don't know the song. Somebody else probably does, but anyway. So yeah, Power Rangers. Um, yeah, so '90s, '90s, like that. I think that was probably my very first intro into it. Intro to Skydive. Maybe that was subliminal for me. I don't know, but adventure, crazy, adventure wild, stuff. like get out there and be. <laughs> wild you know that's interesting that you say that because that's kind of who you are as an adult too is like just like get outside be active be like go do other things i don't know so much about the extreme sports anymore i don't know how much of that you guys you participate in that's fair um but like you kind of it's interesting that you say that that's how you were as a kid because i feel like it's just evolved into who you are as an adult (laughs) a little bit i still am so much that way like i'm willing to try anything like um i've got a some bass jumps under my belt uh, which was amazing. I was like, I'm so silly for doing this. Like, I know the the cost of it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. did it. Um, highlining, um, not good at it, but I love it. I want to. I want to like be able to walk highlines all over. My goal. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you, but I'd like to be able to juggle on a highlight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. How are the two skills separately so far? Uh, both are very mediocre. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a better uh, slackliner than I am a juggler at the moment. Right. So there's, I'm making way, right? All right. Um, catch me in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll check in and find out where you're at with those ones. Uh, what was your very first skydive like? Was it a tandem? Was it was it a, a tandem. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, I jumped with, uh, somebody I'd been working with. I got to pack my first parachute. Um, I was, everybody at the drop zone was super excited. There was actually, um, like four of us packers at the time that were wanting to start jumping together, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a lot of fun because we were like super competitive. (laughs) Um, but I filled my canopy with baby powder because they said that would be cool. I was, (laughs) right, um, People saw it. I didn't even know what was going on. You know, I was a typical, even though I'd been around it, typical first jump. I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I jumped with Victor, um, who I've also gotten to work for mm-hmm. uh, as a tandem instructor, which is cool, uh, in Mexico. Um, so he took me up, and um, one of 
my I would call him a good friend. Uh, Josh did a video. Okay. And then I had um, JP Finari and Matt. I can't remember his last name right now, but okay. he's a swoop competitor these days. Okay. Um, and they came along with me. So I had a I had two people jumping with me, and then a videographer, and then someone I trusted on my back. So it was like a great scenario for my first tandem Mm -hmm. um but I exited the plane I was the worst student (laughs) I kicked my feet straight out in front of me (laughs) okay I I screamed I covered my face with my hands like (laughs) it was literally the worst um and then as soon as I realized that I wasn't like plummeting towards the earth with this stomach drop feeling that Mm -hmm. I was anticipating I arched and was fine that's fun. Yeah. So I think I have that like <laughs> sentiment for new jumpers when they're a shit show. Like, yeah, yeah I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> I was that person. <laughs> and someone does it to you. Yeah. At what point, though, do you have you redeemed yourself? At what point can you be like, OK, you guys like enough's enough now? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Fun. Fun. Uh what do you uh, enjoy the most about skydiving so far? I in, in your in your sixteen years, right? Uh, it's so hard to pinpoint one thing. Um, you can say a couple a things couple. if you want. Aside from like getting to see things from above, you know, like it's such a beautiful way to look at the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I enjoy the challenge of it the most. Like it is to me, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. It's been 16 years and I still feel like I shouldn't say I suck at everything, but like <laughs> you don't <laughs> there. There's so much to learn. Like I could yes. be better at everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just level up and be you've achieved yeah. the top status. You know what I mean? Regardless of what you sky gods think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you. I can think of like four different people right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I see them right here. Um, you cannot ever finish learning you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like whether you're a super um a free fly or whatever like there's still I've never even put on a wingsuit and jumped you know what I mean like I can still learn so much so I think that is so cool because I I don't feel like I could ever get bored of this yes I I totally agree I think one of the things so so I feel like I had a slightly different um trajectory trajectory um as a young (laughs) skydiver than you like correct me if I'm wrong you traveled a lot to work like you've kind of been all over the place yeah quite a bit yeah Yeah. a lot lot of different places a lot of different um atmospheres Mm -hmm. I I assume um different techniques and like methodologies and you meet a lot of different people right yeah um I most of my career is in the same place like most of my jumps and my work jumps have all been in the same location um And I think what happens is you get to a certain point at a location, you know, and you stop being able to progress, you know, especially at a place where I came from because like the most talented people in the drop zone were the instructors and it was because like they just were there living and breathing it all the time. You know what I mean? Like they were, they in terms of flying skills and stuff like our, that, that um, area of the country is stunted because it's a seasonal you can only work seasonally there you know and like there are no tunnel there for a long time there was no tunnel access there was no you know what I mean like all the hubs had all the talent and so like if you had personal skills and stuff like you were only going to get so good in those areas and so now coming to a place where it's a hub it's a hub all in its own you know um 
uh, it kind of opens up your eyes in terms of like what's possible and where you could go and how many different avenues you could you could chase. You know what I mean? Massively. Or, yeah. Um, I mean, that's just like for me personally. You're right. Like there's it's such an expansive universe, mm-hmm. you know, um, of of uh, options. Um, and I think sometimes we get stuck in our own like little bubbles. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, that's one of the reasons why I like to travel. Yeah. Um, I'm always eager to anyways, uh, which you probably already know about yeah. me. Like I, I like to move around just mm-hmm. for fun. Uh, but like as soon as I got my license, like a week later, I was going to another job zone. <laughs> and that's like something I see is I didn't realize that that wasn't as common because mm-hmm. I see people now they're like scared to leave because they've gotten comfortable and confident in their landing or whatever it is mm-hmm. in their location. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go jump at every drop zone there is. Mm-hmm. And then I realized quickly that that was also scary, <laughs> but I liked that feeling, you know? Um, so even from as a young jumper, I was like, let's just go jump anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome as a young, you know, you get exposed to a lot of different things. Some good. Some most good, some some not so good. But yeah, like, sometimes you realize yeah. like where you come from is really yeah. is really good. Like mm-hmm. whether it's a safety thing or just the guidance. Yeah, you're like, wow, I come from an awesome place. Mm-hmm. Or um, or it could open your eyes like to to like, oh, okay, like I am limited where I'm where I'm at. You know, the opposite end of the spectrum. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, you become like a big fish in a little pond. In yeah, a way, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what's your least favorite thing about skydiving? Is there one? Mm. besides the cost (laughs) (laughs) fair um hmm I sort of over time have I'm trying to think of how to word this (laughs) yeah take your time yeah um I think there's a mentality that can come with being in the sport um like we just joked about sky god mm-hmm. mentality um we're doing this really cool thing right that we think is really cool i mean obviously it is mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's it's just one little thing in the world yeah you know there's plenty of people doing really rad shit out there yeah from saving lives to like i don't know climbing everest mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and i think because it's a small community um you get you get people with a lot of ego. Yeah. Um, and I think the ego that can come with this sport, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people see it in other extreme sports. I don't know, because I don't do a whole lot of other things. But yeah. um, I think that's my least favorite. Yeah. Is like people forget that we're all just yeah people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's my least favorite. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I I hear you on that. I, I think this summer, being around the people out here has kind of changed the way – I land on the ego, uh, the ego topic. Um, Keith George said something to me at the very beginning of the season that I don't think I will ever forget. Um, he basically was like, as soon as you stop pursuing something so intensely in skydiving, like, like he was talking about competition, like as soon as you stop competing, you become irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> like in skydiving, like you, like you know, people are no longer looking at you. Like you fade into the background because there's a, somebody else that pops up, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's, you know, somebody else takes your place. But um, he's like, like that's something that lots of people don't 
it doesn't stick with them or they don't even ponder that. They're just trying to always make it like those people who have that ego, you know, they're always trying to be like best of the best or for whatever reason, like they're doing that thing to like reach us or like attain a certain level of like notoriety, I feel like. Yeah. You know, Um, but it's like as soon as you stop, like nobody thinks about it. (laughs) Nobody stops. And I think I think um, I've taken some time to like really think about that sentiment and how it applies to every like skydiving we this is there's no money in skydiving right so like it's not like you're an nba player who's making millions of dollars and is in the limelight in the media for like the entire world yeah right so it's not like you're in like those shoes Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing on the line (laughs) you know like big picture 100% as a like as a pro skydiver there's really nothing on the line other than you're doing this thing that makes you excited Mm -hmm. and and is hopefully fulfilling to you um like you leave the drop zone and no one knows who you are yeah but people think (laughs) they do like somehow they do you know like it's as soon as you step off the drop zone and you go back to real life like none of the people around you nobody at the store knows who you are no one's gonna recognize you for being a fucking wicked sit flyer you know (laughs) you know what i mean like no one's gonna recognize you for that so like people don't don't realize my six swoops that i had right right (laughs) um and then like the reality is is that no one cares either like no one no one really cares in the big spe- like even if you take a tandem student you know who's coming in for the first time and it's just like eyes wide open like stars in their eyes about this amazing incredible thing like they you say like I'm the best at this and they're like okay <laughs> like yeah. they have no context for that you know yeah uh, so I think the way I land about the ego thing is it's more of like a like I kind of want to pat people on the head and be like oh buddy yeah <laughs> like it's <laughs> nobody cares okay? yeah. like, like I want you to feel good about yourself yeah. but like don't don't go over the top yes you know? yes like you should feel good because that is an insanely cool skill that you have accomplished and like mastered like pat yourself on the back but yeah tone it down a bit because no one gives a shit so, 100%. <laughs> yeah. and I do have to say like off of what you're saying Keith's Keith mentioned mm-hmm. and like just to put this out there because I do feel like we all have a little bit of ego oh yeah you know what I mean I'm you, not I'm not you void have of to it. have it like, you have to have ego when to I do can, this it, totally yeah I agree so like when I think about not being a tandem instructor anymore I'm like oh my god like there's not a whole lot of female tandem instructors out there like the the world is losing yeah <laughs> the world is gonna lose uh mm-hmm. um what do you call it like a a leader yeah to look okay. up to right some other women are gonna not have mm-hmm. me to see mm-hmm. not that it's just me but I'm just another one of us yes um well when there's only 150 of you worldwide totally right so it's like there's gonna be more like I'm I'm not necessarily like special out of them all mm-hmm. um but it, it's something I consider yeah so that's like my ego I think is like well I don't know if it's worldwide sky- is it nationwide or worldwide um Sorry. I believe that's USPA. Okay, sorry, my bad. So that's that could be world and continue on. Sorry, that's okay. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I think the world is encapsulated in USPA, right? So Mm -hmm. there could be a few more, but I don't know. Anyways, um, I kind of off track, but like the world's gonna be okay when I decide not to be a tandem instructor anymore. (laughs) Like it's fine. Yep. I just I feel that little bit of ego for myself to like be part of the sport mm-hmm. and like to keep showing other people that they can do it yeah. whatever size they are or mm. whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think um 
I think, I mean, I've, I've been there. Been, I've been in exactly that same situation. Like, well, what if I leave? Like, what happened? Like, nothing happens to them. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody right, will like, be okay. No one. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be totally fine. <laughs> um, I think, like, wrestling with that sentiment, hearing it at the beginning of the season and then wrestling with it behind the behind the scenes, like, at home and, you know, applying that to things that I used to be worried about in skydiving like it has been very freeing in a way that I'm not worried about you know what I mean like I'm not worried about that silly stuff of like well what if I don't make it what if I don't do what if I don't get good by this time like doesn't matter go and do what you want to do and have fun and like you know what you know what I mean it's been very very freeing in a in a totally cuz now you can just focus on having fun during the journey yeah. as opposed to like your end goal well i think it i think it uh, has allowed me at least to to really focus on things that i find enjoyable uh, so i was actually talking to a friend about this last night um, and i think you would get a kick out of this um I used to worry so like this. Sorry, not to take over your episode, but uh, <laughs> I used to I used to worry so intensely about like like stressors and like concerned about like my place, you know, like in in the world and my community. You know what I mean? Like I used to w- spend so much time and energy like worrying about those things, mm-hmm. you know. And now having let that stuff go because of some of the things that I've learned being out here at the very beginning you know now feeling like I'm not as concerned about it I'm like what do I do with all this time and this energy (laughs) that I I I don't have anything that I'm working towards what can I fill my time with you know you can cook no (laughs) (laughs) that's not one that's not one I want (laughs) to no but I mean like uh making things right so like being on the kick of making things and like the podcast and and uh designing stuff and like working towards personal skill you know what I mean like it's just it's very freeing you know totally having adopting that attitude to some extent like it's just all that time and energy you would spend worrying about something that doesn't really matter (laughs) you know like you now can spend being your fucking badass self yeah I don't know anyway Weird tangent. Sorry, I took over there for a second. I loved it. <laughs> um, have you ever competed in skydiving in any fashion? I have. Um, Ooh, okay. I was a videographer for a team. Ooh, what kind um, of team? Uh, it was an all women's mm-hmm. um, beginner mm-hmm. belly, four way mm-hmm. belly. Okay. Um, and they competed last year. Um, it was great. They uh, we didn't place, but it was okay. a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Like it was, it was a cool experience. Uh, I can't imagine being on a team for long term because it was like super stressful. And I was just the videographer. Okay. Not that tall you videographers. Not that you're just the videographer, but like you're just the videographer. I'm just the videographer. Like <laughs> I know I had to show up because I could, I could lose points for them. You know what I yeah. mean? So that was a big deal. But like they were in it. They had uh-huh. to be there for all the practices and things like that. And I was kind of a throw in. Um, because I was available and had the skill set to be able to just kind of jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my first experience. We went to nationals um, last year in Chicago, and that was cool. Cool. Uh, years ago, I tried to do uh, a two-way um, artistic. Ooh, okay. Uh, with a friend of mine. Actually, you know her, Momo, Monique. Yeah. yeah. Um, her and I tried to, and it she just, has never told me this story. No. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear this. Yeah, we were super noobs. This was in like, I want to say it was like 2010 or 2011. Okay. Uh, we worked at Skydive Houston together. 
Um, so it was like way back in the day. Um, and we did training. That was actually her and I went to the tunnel. Um, uh, <laughs> we had another, a guy with us who was flying video, Nate. And, um, we, we tried to get good. We were having a blast. Yeah. Um, but we just didn't end up following through with it. It was like money and time mm-hmm. and there was all sorts of things with life going on. So that's awesome. But yeah, that was, it was cool. <laughs> I'm going to text her later and be like, Tubbs told me about your two way, uh, artistic team. What's the deal? Like <laughs> yeah, what happened show, here? show you some pictures later. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, Momo. Did you, did you listen to her episode at all? I didn't. Oh, she I didn't even her know. episode's pretty great, listen. too. Um, we talk about being, like, a new instructor and stuff, like, or a newer instructor, you know? Okay, so, um, cool. She's, I love her episode's her. fantastic. She's an incredible person. Yes, she's great. Um, what is one of the most memorable skydives you've been part of? Like, coolest, gnarliest, craziest, whatever, right? It's like the wolfo question we yeah, always get asked. Totally. Uh, I always... I mix it up for the woofos. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a pool I can pull from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, let's see. It is hard because I don't want to say that they're all awesome. That's kind of cheesy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lame. That's Pick one. No. Uh, so I guess a really great one. I got to take my mom on a skydive. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I never thought she would do it. So can't ever forget that. Um. I think that one of my uh, scariest um, was being in a storm with the tandem. Yikes. Um, Yeah. So to elaborate on that, we... Uh, there was a storm coming in and we just thought it was far enough away to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the last person out and being a small person, I had a small person. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time we were going to get out, we were like in a massive cloud. So asked the pilot for a go around. Um, so everybody else in the plane was already out long gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes us around super quick and we get out and uneventful open the parachute. All good. Um, but then I started ascending and it was terrifying like it was terrifying but also one of the coolest visual experiences of my skydiving career Mm -hmm. um just seeing like lightning and a massive cloud and it's like beautiful because you know you're on the ground you're like wow it's a freaking beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) storm not when you're in it yeah (laughs) uh so yeah there was a whole scenario i um, made some good choices, made some poor choices, but we, uh, ran away from it and landed safely and That's good. we're fine. Oof. Yeah. But it was like in the moment I was like, I wish I could phone a friend mm-hmm. to ask what I'm supposed <laughs> to do in this scenario. Cause I'm a little lost for ideas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's intense. Uh, I haven't been in that situation, but I've seen others be in situations like that, you totally. know, um, where it creeps up on you, you know, and you think you're good and you're, and it, it ends up being like fat, like things happen faster than you anticipated, you know, like I've seen that totally. Um, and it sounds like that's another, another situation where it's like, no, nah, we're good. Like we're fine. And then it just crept up on you and, you know, shifted, shifted, uh, uh faster than you could anticipate. Um, yeah, that's scary. Those totally. are, yeah, and every time I see a storm off in the distance, I'm like, "You guys, you guys sure it's not yeah. close? Like, Cause, should cause we I've, should we wait twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Recreate it again? Yeah. Um. Ooh, man, that's yeah, that's intense. That's an intense one. Yeah. Um. So I'd say that's my most memorable. Yeah. Uh, I've had some other. I have some others in the 
in the Rolodex, I guess you could call it, <laughs> but um, that was a good one. <laughs> the, the roulette, like you're just going to spin it. Oh, that's the one we're leaning yeah. on. That's the story I'm going to tell you today. Yeah. But I feel like if you skydive long enough, especially working in it, because mm-hmm. you're doing so many more jumps typically a year, yeah. like you're bound to get into some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've gotten lucky a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had a friend who would always say, like, you've got luck mm-hmm. and um, what experience. is it? Experience. Yep. experience yeah. And so you got to kind of weigh it out. Mm-hmm. And if one's starting to feel a little heavier heavy on the yeah. other side, <laughs> yeah. uh, be careful. So. Yep. Um, that question that we get asked that, that what's your crazy craziest question right mm-hmm. how do you feel about that when people ask like um it's always a little bit abrasive i feel like when someone asks like well have you uh, have you ever you know you know what i mean like they ask that question All they the ask time. the question of like uh, not even a cutaway like have you cut away like have you has anyone ever died has anyone like yeah they're my friends it, like it drives me yeah. crazy i think they yeah. forget that we're just we're people and those yep. are probably people we know right yeah um I had that recently and I was just like I wanted to shake the guy and I know it's coming from they don't know yeah you know what I mean they're not trying to be an asshole mm-hmm. but after the jump the guy was like well now that we're back on the ground like has anyone died here and I, <laughs> I was just like um Juice and I were the instructors walking back with them so we kind of just avoided the conversation and sort of we just sort of turned it on the guy mm-hmm. um and then didn't really give him an answer mm-hmm. because it wasn't one it's not appropriate mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just like you said yeah. that like could have been my friend mm-hmm. um which in some instances has been uh but it drives me crazy i it's almost as bad as when people say on their first skydive can we do something crazy yeah can we do a uh, flip I'm like, we sure are can. doing something Arch. crazy. <laughs> like, we're literally jumping out of a freaking plane, dude. Yes. <laughs> like, what more do you want from me? Right. <laughs> what is the level you want me to attain here, sir? Yeah. How crazy do we go? What's what was what's too crazy? Like, uh, tell me that. What's too crazy? <laughs> this, this is when I um, I know <laughs> I like to mess with people, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna fuck with you because you asked me a stupid question. <laughs> I'm going to do it in a kind way. So it's like, I'm going to screw with you yeah. quite nicely. Uh, and I know this is like verging off of your question a it's little okay. bit originally, but it's like, can we do something crazy? Can we do a flip? That's number one. Everyone knows that. And it's like, yes, we can do a flip, but the likeliness that we're going to die is really increasing if we do that. <laughs> and I've literally had, like, I'm saying it seriously. What I think is seriously, I don't know what my face looks like. I'm probably mm-hmm. smiling because I can't not. And they go, that's okay. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to flip with you. Like, if you had said, I don't want to die, like, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore, yeah. I probably would have done a gainer out with you, you know yeah, what I mean? Because right? now I can trust you. Yeah. But if you're somebody who's just like, I'm ready to die, like, uh-huh. whatever it takes to do a flip. You're going like, to go with that person instead. Yeah, get away from me. <laughs> like, you know? One of my favorite ones is when people are like, well, don't kill me. I'm like, honey, I... <laughs> I'm attached to you. I'm attached to you. <laughs> like, if you die, I die. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, also, they're paying me $50 to do this, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's not enough money to kill someone. Totally. I'm sorry. It's like, really not. no. It's not really that there's, not. there's no, no, well, no, no, nope, there's no amount of money to, <laughs> nope, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my original answer. Let's just say that since this is on a, yes, <laughs> going to be out there in the world. <laughs> Um, I've been saying that in my tanning classes, and hopefully this isn't inappropriate. 
Um, it's the end of the season, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> you can't fire me, Keith. <laughs> I'm already leaving. <laughs> um, but in class, I'm just like, I just, I think people forget that your instructor is attached to you yeah. and that we have as much invested in the success of the skydive. <laughs> um, if that doesn't settle you enough in your nerves, like we only get paid when we successfully land. <laughs> <laughs> so uh our goal is to actually bring you back safely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean i don't think that's inappropriate i think it's funny i think i think that uh puts it into perspective for those people who are just a little airheaded yeah you know, when they come in in through the doors sometimes yeah. i do see people like their shoulders yeah. kind of relax a little <sighs> bit i'm like wow oh, thank god yeah, they, didn't, they didn't realize it they didn't realize that i was part of their jump <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh I don't know if it's spaciness or just like lack of awareness or maybe a combination of all the things, you know, carelessness. I don't, I don't know what it is, but sometimes when people come in and say those things, I'm like, did you think about that before it came out of your mouth? Like, did you really, did you like consider what that was going to sound like at all? I like, (laughs) I like to think the best of people and assume it's just because they're really nervous. Yeah. Um, But damn, some people are very aloof. Like I'm an aloof individual sometimes and <laughs> when I think somebody is aloof, I'm like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> Fair. I'm like, I think I, yeah, I've had those same situations where it's like, oh man, I can't believe I just said that. And so like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get the, I get you. Um, so where have you worked as an instructor? Like, yeah, um, as an instructor. So, um, I started at Westside Skydivers, uh, and then, so I guess as a coach, I started at Skydive Houston, mm-hmm. um, and then Westside Skydivers yep. in Texas, and then also in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked at Lone Star. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at, um, where have I worked? <laughs> Spaceland. Yep. Um, San Marcos. And then I've also done some work for Spaceland Dallas, and... Um, obviously here, Midwest. Mm-hmm. And then I've also worked at Skydive Vallarta in Mexico. Okay. And I worked with uh, Skydive Pharaohs in Egypt. Cool. I think that's it. I think that's it. As far as like, since being a tandem instructor and whatnot, yeah. What a spread <laughs> of places. Lots of Texas drop zones. Lots of Texas. Lots of I, Texas drop zones. Yeah, I went to Texas and thought I'd be there for a little while. I actually mm-hmm. went there to pack. So okay. this was before I was, um, before I even had 100 jumps. Okay. Um, I moved out there because um, I needed a change. I was working in Monterey Bay, mm-hmm. and it was like opportunity opened up. I knew someone that had been at Monterey and had just gone out there. Um, a couple packers quit during a boogie, and mm-hmm. so a week later um, – I moved out there, um, my boyfriend and my, me at the time, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably spend a summer there or whatever, and all these opportunities just kept building there, mm-hmm. um, so I just kept chasing it. Like, I'd never been that engulfed in the sport and at big drop zones, yeah. um, so it just sort of took off for me, Okay. Um, so I spent a lot of time there. Okay. At what point in your skydiving career did you realize you wanted to get your ratings and make it a like a long-term career? Was it like a natural evolution, or did you make active choices to do those things? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, so I packed for a long time. Um, and without 
tooting my own horn. I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like I was just hustling, you know what I mean? And yeah. like trying, just being a great employee, I think. Um, and I think that was noticed by people. Mm-hmm. Um, and being young, I was 20, yeah. you know, when I was at Skydive Houston, when I moved out there. Um, and one of the instructors there, um, I feel like he was a videographer and AFF instructor. Um, I wanted to say his name was Perry. Anyways, um, I'm really the worst. Uh, <laughs> he approached me one day and was like, what are you doing with your life? Like, yeah. is this is this what you're going to do? Are you just going to be a packer forever? Or like, do you do you have any goals or aspirations in doing anything? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was it was approached in a like a fatherly way, okay, um, which was really cool. And I was like, I'm 20. I'm just partying at drums. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, man. I hadn't thought about it, but it like yeah. actually made me stop and think about it. Um, I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just thought this was all fun. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm a college dropout and having a good time. Um, so I kind of started pondering what I could be doing. And um, I was encouraged there to, you know, get my get higher licenses and whatnot. Um, I started playing around with shooting video. Mm-hmm. And I, di- I guess I didn't really think that that was something I could just do. You know, I, yeah. I had 100 jumps at the time and I didn't know um, what was really possible. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of female... Uh, role models yeah and I don't know if that's what it is or it was just kind of like it just didn't seem achievable you know I was like Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough I don't have the skill I don't even know what it takes um so they sort of pushed me there to get a coach rating and sort of move that direction and then um I was having a great time shooting video and packing Mm -hmm. I was making enough money and just kind of no real purpose um but just doing the thing and then uh when I went to after Skydive Houston shut down at that time, I went and worked for Westside Skydivers in Texas. And um, Joe approached me and was like, hey, you know, like we have a lot of women that come out to that are in Houston area that can only jump with female instructors. Mm-hmm. Like, have you thought about becoming a tandem instructor? And I was like, ha, that's stupid. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a tandem instructor, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like, actually, that sounds kind of fun. Like. Why not give it a go? Like, I'm already working in the sport all the time. Yeah. Like, why not? So um, I did the course and then um, I actually did my tandem course and then immediately after did my FF rating. Okay. Um, so I got them probably within a month of each other. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're going to do one, you might as well do them all. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of instructors here. There are a lot of instructors in general that would not agree with that sentiment. I th- but continue I on. Think that's my competitive nature. Yeah. I'm like, if I can do this, I can just, I'm going to do it all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I think that being an AFFI and a videographer was more what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did the tandem rating thinking like I can be helpful. Yeah. Because um, how cool is it that we could be a place where women that only want to jump with females mm-hmm. for whatever reason can have that option yeah you know um so yeah that was it was sort of a natural progression um but also a little bit um I guess considered yeah if you will yeah um how come you've continued to pursue it so intently after all these years like the you know why have you continued to do this line of work after so many years yeah um nor I feel like a nor like we are not normal we're not normal (laughs) we're not normal (laughs) I feel like a normal human being gets like burned out by this point you know yeah um 
So when I decided to get my tandem rating, I swore to myself that I would never stop fun jumping. Okay. Um, I would never sell my gear because uh, I saw that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wanted to be that asshole tandem instructor. <laughs> sorry to say it, but I know you're out there. Um, <laughs> every drop zone has you. Every, I'm sorry. It, really, Not this one, actually. This one is surprising. This one is like, de- avo- like devoid of every that instructor. Every tandem but... instructor here fun jumps mm-hmm. and wants to fun yeah. jump. It's crazy. Um, I've never actually worked at a drop zone where every single one of them yeah. did. Yeah. Um, so that was my promise to myself. Um, and I didn't expect to do it for, I guess, what is it, 12 years now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but what makes me keep doing it is one, <laughs> I think I'm kind of good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, e- no, I don't want to say it's easy, but like, I've been doing it so long, like it just feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone, I got my college degree in nutrition and I've worked other jobs. Um and at times I thought, okay, I don't feel like being a tandem instructor anymore. Like I want to just be a fun jumper. Mm-hmm. And then like something just keeps pulling me back. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Um, <laughs> I empathize so hard with that. I'm sorry. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, when I think about like what my week would look like, not as a skydiving instructor, I'm like, Ew. Sounds boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I could just be like waking up at noon. No, I don't do that. <laughs> um, I do. I know. <laughs> you <laughs> looked at me like, mm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was like, I, I do. It wasn't a shot at you, I swear. Um, at noon, I have to like, be here at 1230. I don't, I don't sleep till noon. We I don't sleep even till have 11. to. Yeah, like I've worked at <laughs> places where that's not the case. I'm like having to get to work at 8 a.m. But yeah. like. And then I'm there all fucking day, and I'm like, why do I do this? It was such a bad day of money. Like, I could have worked a job. Yeah. But, like, um, I worked at Lululemon for mm-hmm. a few years, worked my way up into management, and at this point, like, I probably could have been managing a store, mm-hmm. making a shit ton of money. Yeah. But there were days towards the end of it where it was a great company to work for, but being in that atmosphere was, like, draining for me. Like, yeah. I was working part-time at the drop zone and full-time there. So I would leave Sunday halfway through the day at the drop zone to go close at the outlet store. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, like I'm coming from this place of high energy and people who want to be there to have a life experience yeah. to people who just want to like spend money on stuff they don't actually want. Yeah. And it was like mentally draining mm-hmm. so I was like I'm done with this I'm going back to my life as a full-time skydiver um so those are I want to have a different job eventually I'm like I have consideration of building a family you know what I mean yeah. like if I have kids obviously I can't do tandems with the belly you know what I mean for a little while um but it wouldn't be comfortable yeah I just I know it yeah can you imagine no it'd be rough like no. I don't want that to ever happen to me. <laughs> so, no. but, but in general, like you can imagine like having to carry somebody yeah. while you're carrying somebody. You could practice, I suppose. <laughs> you could put like a fake belly on and practice. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to start leaving just a little bit extra in the hips. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you do I, know, I know people who have skydived. Uh, there's plenty of women who've done it, um, obviously to a certain extent and then mm-hmm. are done. But like. I assume there's going to be points during that time I don't want to do tandems at the least. Yeah. So I'd like to have something else, but it's hard to find what it is that would be as enjoyable as skydiving yeah. 
typically is. I mean, so you know how like uh, this new idea is taking off like online about how you people every day spend eight hours, five days a week you know, working to enjoy the rest of their life, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like to make money so that they can enjoy all the downtime and stuff. And they, they say about, they say things about how you should find something that makes you excited to be there. Not necessarily just something that you're wasting time trying to make money at, you know what I mean? Um, Which I think is not attainable for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, like finding something that is that exciting. Like it's just not attainable, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and so when you like being a skydiving instructor it comes with a lot of cons, right? Financial yeah. instability, constantly moving around, uh, you know, unpredictability of a lot of things. The result of injury goes, you know what I mean? Like the probability you're going to get injured is like way up higher than, you know, your average office job, that kind of. St- yeah. So like there's there's a lot of cons to it. But then on top of that, like it is very you have a lot of freedom being a being a an instructor. Um even when you're not working, you know, you're not on a load, you could be doing something on your downtime. Like, like you could be catching up with something else that you wanted to like focus on. You know, you could be talking to someone else. You could be developing another skill. So there's, there's a lot of freedom in what it is that we're doing and it is very exciting and it's something that makes us very, very passionate. Um, but yeah, like there's pros and cons to all of it, I guess. But, um, I think the, the point that at least you were trying to make and I'm trying to build off of is that like, there's more accessibility to other things you know like there's more freedom we I guess that's the better way to say it it's just you have so much more freedom doing this job Mm -hmm. you know and being in this or this world despite you know the unpredictability of like finances or you know having a bad you know what I mean like there's just you have you have uh, the ability to do more things, you know, like more flexibility, yeah. I guess, in general, so doing it, this job. It's totally correct. Um, especially depending on the drop zone you work yeah. for, you know, like, obviously, if you have a your six months of the year or whatever, mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy all summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you can move where you want, essentially, mm-hmm. as long as the drop zone's hiring and mm-hmm. a TI is almost always wanted. Yeah. Um, so that makes it really... There's a shortage out there right now. There is. It's hard to find quality instructors. <laughs> I think there's a inundation with... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brush off shoulders. <laughs> Sam and I are good. <laughs> Most days. <laughs> Continue. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shortage of instructors, quality <laughs> instructors. We're quality, I promise. We are quality. <laughs> I have a great memory. Um, but you can move wherever you want. Yeah. Essentially. Um, so there's flexibility with that. Keeps um, you in shape. It does keep you in kind of. Kind of. I feel like it keeps me in pretty decent shape. I, think I can imagine what I would be like if I did not do this. That's on a fair. Regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it can be physically draining, but like when you jump and it's like sunset it's like oh yeah this is why Mm -hmm. I love this like there's so much joy to it you know Mm -hmm. and people you're like helping people just be happy yeah and that's so when people are thinking like what's my purpose in life Mm -hmm. it's like oh it's a hard question to answer for Mm -hmm. yourself you know what I mean Uh, for myself Mm -hmm. I I don't know some people out there are probably like I know my purpose Mm -hmm. (laughs) no question about it but I think that that's like something often thought about um 
And that seems like a great reason to show up to work. It's a trick question. There is no purpose. There is no, no, there is no purpose. But like, it feels like this never-ending quest. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, why am I waking up today? Mm-hmm. You know? And the short of it could just be like, just to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get zen about it. Mm. I mean, I think I think the I think the purpose is like, how do you make yourself happy? You yeah. know, like, what do you have to do to be happy with how you're spending your time? Yeah. You know? totally. I think that's. It's not really a purpose. I guess it's more of like a mindset. But um, yeah, like I think like five out of like if you like half of the tandems that you take are like meh, whatever, like like one offs. Like you, 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 there are going to be ones that you don't remember. Then like the the remaining half is split into groups of people like I hated that experience. And like <laughs> that was amazing. You are so cool. Please come back and do this again. Yeah. Like So when you say like it's very fulfilling, like it's a majority of the ones you're you're ex- like a more j- majority of the people you're interacting with are like, eh, I don't need to do that again, or like I don't remember that situation. Like, I'm glad you had a good time, but I unfortunately it didn't <laughs> stick with me, like for yeah. whatever reason. But the the singular moments, like the bright the bright spots in in you know your week as a skydiving instructor it's just like those are memorable like those are fantastic experiences they're very fulfilling experiences you got to like hand over something that you're really excited and passionate about to someone else you know who is gonna like hold on to that memory for for forever like yeah 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 I definitely land every once in a while I'm like yep that's the one I'm retiring (laughs) I fucking hated I had that this season (laughs) I had that a couple of times this season like wow why do I do this to myself (laughs) like there's got to be a better job for me out there (laughs) and then Uh, somebody will come along that dude that dude who wouldn't stop doing pull-ups uh the the guy you remember him at the very uh was like halfway through no it was it was your your dude that one we were all like we are so sorry (laughs) and okay so it's really weird that you mention him because, like, I was super torn. He actually, he was so over the top amped where it was, like, a pain in the ass to deal with because I had to, like, I'm not that level of amp ever. Like, Ben would have been great with him. Oh, God, Because yeah. Ben could have met him where he was at, yeah. but I'm just, like. Ben would have, like, exceeded him. I'm ben, like, like, come on, man, meet me stroke and stroke. Like, ben would have, like, stripped down to his underwear and jumped or something. I don't know, something crazy where I'm, like. All right, we're going to use our yoga breath too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I had, I ended up having a great time. He did what I asked him to do. He wasn't like, but man, it's so hard to keep up with people. Sometimes I'm like, this is exhausting. I did not wake up prepared for this kind of day. <laughs> Could you, you know? just hold, you're at like an 11 and I need you to come down to a four, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mentally, I'm not there with you today. Okay. <laughs> But I'm going to try. I'm just going to smile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it there. <laughs> um, of uh, like, so switching gears a little bit, like we've talked about this before, like we've talked about this, just you and I behind the scenes. We've also been on other episodes of Fall Risk talking about this um, particular area of uh, skydiving. But being a female instructor in the sport, right? Pros and cons, like has both right uh some of them are more obvious to like the general public and some of them are a little bit more hidden and behind the scenes mm-hmm. um what are some of the challenges you've like specific challenges that have to do with you being a lady in this sport like uh or maybe a, a, a female instructor like what are some of the challenges that you faced along the way to being where you are now mm-hmm. um <laughs> pause 
Um, I'm trying to think because I... Okay, so I feel like I've always been a tomboy. Yeah. So I'm going to say, like, I've always kind of thought of myself as, like, one of the guys, yeah. if you will. Um, so when it comes... And I'm I'm very competitive and I like athletics. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to the approach to skydiving, I was always, like, in the mindset of, like, competition to yeah. do everything. Mm-hmm. Um so mentally and like my drive for it, I think that I was, um, I approached it differently than some other females do, um, where I wasn't like as timid, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that I had, like that wasn't a shortcoming for me, but what was harder as a female was I think that the mental, um, or like the phys- mental and physical component, uh, component of skydiving is more of a male mindset mm-hmm. um like sport and things like that yeah does that kind of make so, sense so so nate you tell me if this is an accurate representation of what you're trying to say nate roth do you know nate roth you I, met him? I haven't met him um he used to he's currently in arizona but when i met him he was at the denver tunnel mm-hmm. um sky venture colorado at the time and uh he i had asked at the time about being a tunnel instructor like how do you do this why aren't there any women here like why is it all guys and he had said something about how like to to do this job you have to have an ego to some extent because you have to be like assured that you can do it Mm -hmm. like there's no room for like that mental you you know what I mean like he's like there's no room for like the doubt right and women have a tendency to like doubt like worry more than they are just like completely confident yeah they don't they they have a tendency to ask a lot of questions and like be more reserved and like more hesitant to do certain things and like whereas men just are like "Eh, fuck it like let's go or like I can do this even if they can't Mm -hmm. you know um so he was saying something about how like it's for men it's just like they don't have as much you know of that that mental energy spent on like worrying ahead of time you know he's like you just have to have an ego to do this like you you do like you have to have some sort of you know I was like, interesting. Like, that's an interesting thought. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think that. That was I, years ago, by the way. That's fair. That was like over 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And it's, sh- I think what's shifted is that it's kind of digressing, but like, I think what shifted is that because women see more women doing it, mm-hmm. they realize that they can without yeah. having to process the thought of it. How's it feel being a fucking pioneer? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and I- <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I always wanted to be a pioneer woman. <laughs> Um, and thanks to all the women beforehand. So just a shout out there, like most of the, I'll come back to the question, but like most of the women that I had as role models were like, I get, I'm going to say that most people listening to this probably may know you or me, <laughs> maybe not, maybe. but like I'm taller than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like by, okay. by like a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So most of the women that I saw yeah. were like your size. Mm-hmm. They were short. Um, and the guys that were doing this were all like bigger. There are guys that are between our sizes, you know, but like, yeah, me looking at them and seeing that they could do tandems. I was like, surely I can do it. Like <laughs> I've got reach. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can outfly, you know? So that was really inspiring to me. So shout out to those people. Um, Connie Cruzy back in Texas, she became a tandem instructor when there was not many. Yeah. Um, she 
had to walk somebody hanging on her harness around a hangar. She had to like do a pull up with her tandem rig on. Jesus. All these bogus things. I did yeah. not have to do that. Yeah. So like <laughs> when you asked me like what some of my hard things to deal with, I'm like, fuck nothing. Yeah. Like I had it easy. But <laughs> you know what I mean? So thank you to those ladies who who really crushed it out there. Mm-hmm. Um but back to the idea of like the mindset and the physical capacity. I think that my hardest part in getting through was like being alongside other guys who picked it up really easy. Mm-hmm. And it was harder for me because I just I have a different brain, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I don't know. I think because of my competitive nature and things, I had a different experience than I, I feel like I see some women have. Yeah. Um, who are a little more doubtful in their strength and ability to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so, I don't know. That's kind of a weird answer. Yeah. Um, but I I didn't really feel like I had to show up in a different way. I was just like, I'm just a I'm just one of you guys, mm-hmm. and not you as like you guys, but like I'm just another one of you people mm-hmm. that's showing up to do it, so I can do it. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of ran with that. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't know if there was any shade being thrown my way or anything because I just. <laughs> I'm Mm -hmm. overly positive. Yeah. (laughs) It's my flaw sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I just like judo chop shit. Yep. And then I don't even recognize that people are being assholes sometimes um, when I probably should. Yep. So I was just like, yeah, I'm doing it. That's cool. So that's kind of how I felt. Um, I... I think people make a lot of jokes about like women sleeping their way to the top and that's that's whether you're in a business field or like in skydiving. I don't know if you hear that, but it's like oh maybe pop- not so much anymore maybe, to begin with. Like, to begin for with, sure, yeah. You know, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah. I think in the last ten years, we've talked about this before, a lot has changed in the yeah. sport. Um, so when I was getting my tandem rating, that was like not something that I think people were actually doing, but I definitely yeah. saw I've seen other women I don't want this to sound like I'm shitting on other people so but like be more needy yeah and I I just can't do that yeah I'm like I don't want a special treatment I don't want it to be because I was a female that you like treat treated me differently yes um so that maybe that's what I could say was my challenge (laughs) was trying not to be treated differently because I was a female I think I think where I fall on that last bit, right? About how having a very different experience. Like, so when I first started, I was told like, I don't think you can do this. <laughs> like, I don't think you have it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <Watch> well, <laughs> what do you think I need to do in order to get there? You know, like, what do you think I need to work on? Like, okay, cool. I'll work on those things, right? I, I had um, a couple of people who were very, very um, attentive and like very much took me under their wing and, you know, helped me um, finesse things quite a bit to make things easier. You know, like I'm 5'3". I was the short. I was the smallest person. I like at the time I was like 130 pounds, like mm-hmm. at 5'3". Yeah. You know, trying to like Entire learn to do this. Um, <laughs> they basically told me at the time, like, you need to have all three ratings in order to be a full time instructor here. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, cool. Yeah. I want to be, I want to work here. I want to be a full time instructor. That's what I want to do. Like, got it. I'll get my tandem rating. And I did all the work uh, tr- trying to do that. Right. And so it threw me into a very, um, uh, I have to match the guy's stroke for stroke. Like, I have to be able to do everything these guys are doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was where I started. You know, and like if I can't do it, like I shouldn't be doing this job. Um, my friend Joel Davies was like, if you can't flare that canopy by yourself with a passed out student, you shouldn't be doing tandems. And yeah. I took that to heart and I was like, that's a good point. 
you're absolutely correct. I should probably work on that, you know? Yeah. So, so those are all, those are all things that like were told to me very, very early on. And it created this mentality of like, you have to be able to do these things on your own. You can't, you can't end up relying on these people, you know, later on, you can't, crying about it isn't going to do anything like being needy about it isn't going to do anything like you just you have to ask questions you have to figure it out you have to like train you have to work out you have to stay on top of these things like all all of that it wasn't looking back like the most healthy way of doing it (laughs) but in terms of like seeing people now being like you said more needy Mm -hmm. you know I think the the way that we have a have evolved as like teachers we can handle that end of the spectrum a little differently now Mm -hmm. because we have more tools to pull from we have more ideas and like methods you know to like handle at the same time though it's like you have to take a little bit of like this first end of the spectrum and say you have to be able to do these things by yourself okay like I can't do it for you if you you're alone in the sky with a student you know so like you have to be able to do so there's there's balance to it right like I think so what I think what's kind of funny is I I think as nice as I am when I teach I lean a little bit more towards that side of you got to fu- you got to figure it out. Yeah. Like get your shit together yeah. because no is not an option, you know? Yeah. Um and I <laughs> because it's not, you know what I mean? Like I think you're probably as good of an instructor because you got pushed that way even if yeah. it wasn't mentally healthy. <laughs> um you're probably better in some ways because of it mm-hmm. um and I I sort of feel that way um like when somebody as a student is like well I can't do that I'm like well then you can't skydive <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> there's not an option you know mm-hmm. like you do I I was told so if anyone wants to be a tandem instructor out there start doing dips <laughs> oh dude right yep. like female male doesn't matter who you are like if your upper body strength's not there You're going to have a hard time and you're going to feel like shit when you plow people into the ground. Yes. You know, Uh, so that was like some of the strength things are Mm -hmm. real. It's like you have to be able to land a parachute. Yeah. And now when I think about it, I'm like, I make certain, um, I take certain students or not Mm -hmm. when I kind of consider whether or not I would actually be able to land the reserve parachute of a tandem. Yeah. Because a tandem's harder, a tandem reserve is harder to flare. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I have somebody who's 250 pounds, with me mm-hmm. I might question that ability yep. to to do it well yeah. you know like I'm gonna be able to do it mm-hmm. but when I was new no way in no way hell yep. you know um so yes I think that makes sense and I think it's kind of funny because I sort of lean towards that hard ass side mm-hmm. um, I mean it's what we started with though is like those things that got instilled on uh, in us you know like that atmosphere yeah like that time period in skydiving it was still very much a I hesitate to call us pioneers. I hesitate to say that, okay? I don't want to put that label on there. But I feel like at the time of getting – because I got mine a couple years after you got yours, I think. You were one of two female instructors that I knew of in my area. Scooter and – it was Scooter and you. Okay. Like, that was – you know, those were the only people I knew. I'd never met you at that point. I just knew that you were a woman doing tandems in our area, right? Um. I had I had nothing else to go on like I didn't know that like how many years you'd been doing it for mm-hmm. I had no clue Scooter was introduced to me as an instructor who had been around for a very long time and had been kind of all over the place she was in Spaceland for a long time she came up here I think she worked for Joe I think yeah she yeah did for she a worked for bit. Joe for a little while she worked at Skydive Twin Cities at the very very beginning of my skydiving career too as well um 
And I saw her and I was like, well, shit, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, yeah, like we're, she's the, a tiny we're, we're the same height, you <laughs> yeah. know, we're the same height. She is a little older than me. Like, pff, I got this. I could do this, you know. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I guess like at the time, like there was, I did not have a lot of representation across the board. You know, like people that women, I guess that like. There were there were instructors like AFF instructors and stuff, but in terms of tandems, there weren't like a lot of other women. And since since getting my rating, I have watched, let's see, like five five other women who came into the drop zone that I was working at, got their ratings, and then you know went on to be like full fledged badass tandem instructors. And it, it was really interesting having those people come to me at the time like <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. when I was still trying to figure shit out and yeah. like still feeling like not a hundred percent in my skill set like having people like that come to me and be like so how do you do this I'm like well. <laughs> you know like it, it I'm sure you had that experience too as well like yeah you know yeah, just given like the time period that we did this at um but it is really cool to watch it blossom and watch it like expand like watch this group of people um get bigger and bigger and bigger I see people who do it online like people that I've met in other areas of the country and haven't kept up with and suddenly they have their tandem ratings I'm like yeah. fuck yeah <laughs> that's awesome um so I guess like to build off of what you've been saying this whole time is like there's I feel like as a group we have developed new ways of training those skills mm -hmm. in a way that is different than how we learned, right? Or like yeah. the environment that we learned in. Um, Angie, I don't know if you know Angie Aragon, but she has got a really good program for like getting more women into this. Into yeah. this. Like she's fantastic. I don't like, know her personally, but I know yeah. about her program. She, I worked with her in Paris for a little while. Okay. Um, and she's always been really driven to keep include like in getting more and more women to, to do this. Uh, Women's Skydiving Network, she's super involved with that. Like uh, there's... Um, it's just it's really cool to see it expanding and like I think too what can also we can also kind of take away from this is that we're seeing at least me personally I'm seeing less of the neediness mm -hmm. and more of a oh you're doing this really cool and like I like your attitude and I've asked you questions about how you apply you know what I mean like yeah when I say you I mean me or like you know you at least people see uh or these women see um their role models acting and behaving a certain way with yes. a certain attitude yes. and they're like I'm gonna adopt that that's yeah. how I'm gonna do it 100%. right you know what I mean so yeah I don't really know where we're going with no that, I, t I, th I think I can totally relate it's it could be easy to be like well I'm a female instructor so I only want to take um people who are less than this weight yeah or whatever or like I need help carrying my rig I don't yeah. know like there's what? there's oh, yeah, that could be a whole tangent. <laughs> um, I've never encountered that. That's a that's a new one for me. Um, there is an article out there written. Um, one of my friends would laugh about this because we kind of laughed at it. Um, but it was like how you could, as a woman who can't carry their rig as well, like modify to make it easier. You shouldn't be doing tandems you, if you can't you, carry the rig. I agree. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Like if you can't do that, don't be doing tandems. Yeah, totally. Um, like, yeah, you want to set it up on something so you're not like twisting your back yeah, away. But like totally you should understand. be able to carry your rig in yeah. and out of the field. Yep. Um, but there's not people aren't doing that right yeah. like I know of somebody who encouraged that um 
and that's bogus to me, but it's like we're showing up, we're taking and it's not really about taking big people on skydives. That's mm-hmm. not really the point, but like being able to carry our own and not be like needing to be catered to. Yeah. Um, and that is encouraging, whether it's, you know, not even just working in the sport, but just being in the sport, mm-hmm. um, not needing someone to pack your rig because yeah. you're fragile mm-hmm. to do it. You know, like just if you don't want to pack your rig, don't pack your rig, pay for it. There's plenty yeah. of people who want to make money, but like the fragility is that right yes fragility of it all um of being like feminine Mm -hmm. um is not so it's not so popular yeah and that's cool to me because we're just we're like all out here just shredding yeah quote unquote shredding yeah I might not always be shedding, yeah, but it's a, it's a, I mean, like it's a team mindset, right? So like if you find your, I mean, there are a lot of toxic drop zones out there. Like yeah. there are a lot of to- like drop zones with toxic, like leadership and toxic management. So like that's hard to deal with mm-hmm. and you kind of have to adopt that abrasive like behavior to make it in that environment, yeah. you know? Um, but like in an environment like this, right? Like Midwest, it's very much a team. It's a team mindset. Mm-hmm. Like uh, everyone pulls their own weight. Everyone has the ability to do all of the, well, not, not all the things, I guess, like not everyone can do all the things, but like we all, we all are compensating appropriately for each other. Mm-hmm. We're all helping each other out in the ways that we can, but we're also all, all pulling our own weight, right? Yes. Um, back in the, so personal experience, right? There's one instructor that I worked with really early on in my skydiving career. He was having a really, um bad divorce with his wife I was the only woman on staff that season and because he was losing grip basically on his on his marriage and his life he took it out on me at work mm-hmm. if that makes sense I wasn't doing anything inherently wrong you know but I also wasn't like the strongest member of the team at the time because I was still new to mm-hmm. it you know and then on top of that smallest person still figuring out like what worked best for me strength wise like all of those things and he uh took it upon himself for like a month straight to like shaft me in every way possible I guess if that makes sense like he didn't like it when I got on the plane last um he said I ruined the stack all the time (laughs) you know yeah that uh, I was the last to land, so I should be the first to get on the plane, you know, and get the get to be the last out. Yeah. Even if I was turning on a load, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Um, which is an insane. It's an insane idea now. You know what I mean? Because because like it's a, like I'm gonna open and I'm gonna let you pass me, dude. <laughs> like, right. It's not. I'm not gonna try and stay underneath you. There's I'm not gonna screw build the you, right? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, even if I get out first, it doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah. I'll just hold and wait for you. You know, um, so there there were things like that, you know, and he would continuously bring up the fact that I was not pulling my own weight because I wasn't considering all of these very insignificant factors, mm-hmm. you know, looking back on it, very insignificant factors. It wasn't like I wasn't taking the same amount of weight. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like I was. Uh, saying no to specific skydives. Um, at, er, in the early days, I would pull myself off because of winds, you yeah, know, because like like the stabbing, you know what I mean? Like the stabbing motion, because I was still um, finessing the technique, yeah. you know, and I knew that my technique needed work. So like on windy days, I'd be like, I'm not going to jump. I mean, know? that's fair for any new instructor um, anyway. But he would see that and be like, you're incompetent. 
you can't do this. Uh, you know what worst, I mean? Yeah. So the environment that I grew up in or I learned to do this is way fucking like I haven't seen that mentality or that that type of attitude about women skydiving and a very like women instructors in a very long time. I'm totally. sure it's still out there. It's I'm sure it's, I'm sure yeah. it is. But like that is the type of thing that I had to deal with when I first started and it stopped maybe around like five or six years into it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it didn't experience that same outward hostility, you know, until about five years into it, so I guess. Rough. That's um, good for you to continue through it. <laughs> It's just like we we are no longer in that that era, you know, but it's understandable why when you and I see people or see women who are of a very different attitude, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's understandable why we look at it and just be like, (laughs) you know, frustration and like, you know, you know, like you don't you don't know what to say or or do to help. And, you know, like I I yeah. Yeah, I just want to grab people and be like, listen, um, I don't want that to like, I don't like, I don't want anything that we're saying to like put people off of, of doing this because you like, if I can do this, like where I started, if I can do this, you can absolutely do this. Okay. Like I had zero muscle mass. I had no upper body strength when I first started doing this. If I can figure out how to do it, you can absolutely figure out how to do it. Um, it's a different journey for everybody, but it is, there's a mental, there's a mental, side to it 100 you know? percent, and then that can be even more so depending where you're learning yeah which i think is fair to say yes i think you depending know? on the atmosphere you're in it's going to be either easier or harder and you're going to face different types of uh conflict you know you're going to face different types of uh problems yeah you know yep anyway weird tangent <laughs> anyway pros yeah pros <laughs> what are the pros of being a woman in the sport so we talked a little bit about how hard it can be being you know tandem yeah. instructor a working instructor in the sport um you know some of the things that we you might end up experiencing uh but what are some of the pros of being a lady I mean we've talked about it in another podcast too like we've talked about how yeah um <laughs> in your I, opinion I, guess. I okay I'll say one of the pros is being we I guess is it different are there more pros to be are there okay. other, other are there other types of pros i mean we've talked about the cons like how the cons can sometimes be a little different we've, yeah we, i feel like we barely scratched the surface uh on that one but yeah. like and it can go so many different directions of what the cons or yeah. pros look like you know what i mean so yeah. um it's that could be a podcast in itself oh I think, yeah i think you that know? could be just a topic yeah um for the sake of time <laughs> um i think a con would be that body awareness yeah. As a female, it tends to be better. So, like... That's a pro, though. Not a oh, wait. Yeah. I meant pro. That's a pro. We're, pro. we're talking pros now. Yeah. Pro is body awareness. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, for myself, um, like, having an arch. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept of finesse. Yeah. Uh, which is really important. I didn't muscle through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an instructor, um, I find that with women, mm-hmm. like teaching them how to arch is usually easier, right? Yeah. Um, we just naturally have the, that kind of body of awareness, mm-hmm. body, body, body awareness, awareness body awareness, um, where guys are like, I can muscle through everything. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to run into that with women as well. But I find that that was, for me, 
a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I had danced in school or in school when I was younger and done sports. So I think I had that just because of that. But I find even women who haven't mm-hmm. tend to have a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so the way our brains work, I think that's a pro. Yeah. For some reason, I keep wanting to say con. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in a negative mindset. <laughs> Let's talk about the bats. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, a pro. Yeah. Um, and then my experience with other women uh, tends to be that, like, being a female in the sport, like, other women want to see you succeed. Uh-huh. Um, so that's pretty cool is, like, you find you get to meet other women who are like you. Yeah. You know, because we're different. Mm-hmm. We've said it already, but, like, we're different. You know, mm-hmm. all of us as skydivers, I think, are generally different than the general population. Yeah. Um, sort of find women who like to do the kind of stuff that we like to do and have the same kind of mindset about like, I don't know, things we do mm-hmm. or how we think. Um, it's fun to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I are a great example of what I mean by that. Like, I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're a female tandem instructor. <laughs> you know, like I'm not necessarily going to just want to be your friend because of it, mm-hmm. but like it was something we could relate over. Yeah. And then after talking, like we can share experiences of how we do certain things together. Um, and that's, it's a fun sisterhood, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I like that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, all of those things tenfold. Um, it's fun having a group for as as someone who started with a whole bunch of guys, mm-hmm. it is really cool having a bunch of women who are all very like minded. It's very very cool being surrounded by. This is the these are the for in a long time. This is the most women in one one space that I've been a part of. Like at Sky at Sky Dive Midwest, um, like very like minded, similarly skilled. You know, women who are all all somehow the same age too yeah, which is super close. strange yeah. like, like I guess like I was 18 when I started and I was surrounded by what I would have considered adults at the time people you know? are like, age. Yeah. yeah like I was not I was not surrounded by other 18 year olds no. so it was it was a we it's it's just it's fun being around a bunch of people who are all at the same point in their lives you know um with with a very similar skill set so like y'all know what the other one's talking about yeah you know um in terms of uh, the body awareness, right? Um, there's a, a, a fellow skydiver uh, who I've known for a really long time, tan instructor. Uh, he ended up uh, jumping with a student who was like, he's a tall guy. And so he ended up jumping with a student who was like miles taller than he was. <laughs> and he came down and he was like, I just couldn't figure out how to like, I, like I was like flying and I was arching and I had all of my limbs out trying to outfly this guy a lot. Of, and I was like, welcome to my life, sir. <laughs> like every, like, every jump, like for me. <laughs> body awareness, dude. Like it, I think, I think something to, I don't want to say all women struggle, right? I don't want to say that because that's not true. But there's this thing in in the tunnel like where some people pick things up really fast and they only need one way to figure out a skill, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me who have to figure it, like struggle and have to do it four different t- ways to find the one that clicks, right? Um, I feel like because of our stature, because of like our general stature, because of our general size and strength and like, you know, just the way we start this whole program or this this whole uh, journey, women are at a slight 
um, disadvantage, True. you know, more often than not when they first get into this. And yeah. it's because of X, Y, and Z, right? Um, so they have to figure out really fast, like, a bunch of different ways to make things work, sure. you know, and how to handle different situations really, really quickly. Whereas, like, a dude who's six, six feet, you know, and, like, 190 pounds, 200 pounds, can, like, pretty much muscle, like you said, muscle his way through any of the situations or most of the situations that he's presented with. And then they get like that one person they weren't expecting, you know, or <laughs> yeah. have not prepared for. And they're like, what is going on? Like, yeah, man, like there's something to the way that we have to train as women, yeah. you know? And I would count that as a pro in the long run is that we learn a whole bunch of different ways to do exactly the same thing so that, different situations will work when they arise yeah that you know? makes sense i don't want to say we're like more well-versed but i think in the long run you have more tricks in your bag yeah you know what i mean um i'm also not a guy so i, I can't really attest to that but that's fair yeah but what i've observed anyway yeah some people might call that a con but i yeah. i do agree i think it's a pro because it's i think it helps with teaching yeah because then you have a broader scope of like mm-hmm what if something's not working for somebody another way to teach them yeah um where some people are very one track because it just works for them because mm-hmm. they their body their physique or whatever yeah 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 it's interesting sometimes the struggle helps you be a better person or a better instructor down better teacher like as you much said. of a pain in the ass as, as, it as is. hard yeah. as it is when you first start sometimes that struggle can help later on um if you continue on with your with your career so yeah interesting um do you have any advice for anybody else looking to get their ratings in the sport, like just off the bat? Yeah, I think, okay, this might be long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I think one of the biggest, most important things to me in my heart, in my soul that I care about so deeply <laughs> is that, I know, okay. I know, let me just start with that. <laughs> I advise people to have fun and like spend time just jumping first. Um... I don't know how many jumps you had when you got your rating. How many? 800. Okay. I was in the same ballpark. I was like, I don't know, eight to 900, Um, which I think I could have waited longer, but the timing was there. Anyway, people were like, you probably had this experience where they like come into a tandem and they're like, I want to be a tandem instructor. And I'm like, please like be a fun jumper first. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much more fun to be had. Mm -hmm. Um, Love my job. But like, enjoy the process of learning to be a skydiver first mm-hmm. um all those experiences make a difference for when you become a tandem instructor mm-hmm. um especially when adversity arises yeah um if you've just like busted your butt to do a shit ton of hop and pops or like not do any actual coordinated skydives yeah. to learn flying skills like it makes a massive difference in your happiness, yeah. Uh, your skill, and I think the longevity of your time as an instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why you and I still enjoy it, you know, is because we are fun jumpers at heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just happen to work in the sport. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my things. Um, another thing would be to get physically active. Yeah. Like, it is so hard on your body to be a tandem instructor preach (laughs) fucking (laughs) preach dude i'm gonna let you finish that thought before i get it (laughs) like um shoulders your back you're doing squats you're carrying people people don't want to stand up when you tell them to stand up so you're literally doing never skip leg day (laughs) 
All right. Never yeah. skip leg day. If you are five three, don't <laughs> skip leg day. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. You will carry massive people to the door. I know you can sit down, but you still have to get to the ground. You still yeah. have to get them to the door. Uh, dips. We've already said it once, but I will. Don't skip your dips. <laughs> Lats and shoulders and <laughs> yeah. triceps and chest, all of the upper body things. Please. Like it's, I love to move my body. If anyone knows me, you know, like I'm a physical person, but like, man, it is, it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Like how you feel at the end of the day. Um, before I was an instructor, I would just sit and listen to people bitch and moan about <laughs> their body, which we still get sore, you know, but yeah. like. It helps so much yeah. to be a little more physical, like know what you're getting into. Yes. Uh, that is something that uh, has crept up on me in the last couple of years of like feeling all the aches and pains and like the tweaks and like if I sleep wrong, I'm like fuck. <laughs> you know, you wake <laughs> yeah. up in the morning like, oh, yeah. it's going to be so hard for the rest of today. Um, stretch. Stretch, guys. Like Mobility. Stretching <laughs> has improved my life tenfold. I can tell now, too, on days when I don't stretch. Like, You know what? Even if you're not going to be an instructor, you should do this for skydiving. I think, I, think, I think what I've learned about myself in life from skydiving is that I don't want to ever not have mobility in my old age. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be one of those old folks who just sit in a chair all day and essentially wait to die. You know, like I want to be able to do things into the twilight of my life. I want to be able to get up and go on a walk. I want to be able to get up and lift things on my own. You know, I want to be able to do stairs, you know, like, you know what I mean? Um, So I think in addition to like wrecking our bodies doing this like (laughs) figure out how to compensate you know in some way like figure out how I think that's a really important life lesson that I didn't learn until just a couple of years ago of like how important it is to like offset all the things that we're doing here um with some other type of movement um stretching in particular has has helped quite a bit like 20 minutes of stretching before your day starts um love it I don't do it all the time and I should but it helps so much. Yeah. So, so much. much. Especially my lower back. My lower back and my hammies. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, really quick. We're going to play a game. Okay? We're just going to do one round. Okay. Okay. 20 questions. I'm scared. You'll be fine. Are you asking the questions? Uh, you are asking the questions. Oh. I have picked an item. Okay. You have to figure out what item I am. Okay? I'm a skydiving thing okay. uh it's not gonna be like a water bottle or a can something that you can find on a drop zone it's gonna be skydiving related okay. okay like you use it for jumping you use it for skydiving you use it for like training whatever right um it's i've already picked it i already know what it is uh you have 20 questions at 10 if you need a hint i'll give you one at 15 if you need another one i'll give you one free of charge okay 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 whenever you're ready broad spectrum questions have a tendency to do better so like eliminate as many things as you can first and then start getting specific okay okay don't be like kazu who just like point blank off the bat was like was it an rsl like no <laughs> no that's so, so i know like right off the bat so uh broad spectrum questions it's again it's a process of elimination that's what this game is okay i'm ready okay um is it something you wear all right. Are you keeping track of my questions yes. asked? Okay. Thank goodness. Um, is it something on a container? Yes. Am I doing all right? Yeah. Your face was like, wow, you're going to get this really fast. Yeah, you are. I'm <laughs> I feel so good at this game already. <laughs> I like this. Um, all right. So it's on rig. Something you wear, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is it a closing component? No. Is it something you would look at during a gear check? Yes. <laughs> Does it have to do... I, I guess I can just guess what it is. That's sure. a question. If you want, yeah. Okay. Um, it's not a closing component. It's something you would check during a gear check. Um, is it fabric? Yeah. Like it's getting harder. I was feeling so strong before. How many questions is that? That's five. <laughs> so uh, it's, it is fabric. You would look at it during a gear check. Yes, you would. It's not for closing the rig low. It's wearable and it's on your container. Okay. Um, <clears throat> is it part of the harness? Yes. Is it the chest strap? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> um, I'm ruling something out and I don't know if that's wise. Is it physically attached to the parachute? Does that make sense? No. Okay. So it's specifically harness related. Is that my question? Damn it. That was an observation. I didn't answer it, so okay. that's just an observation. <laughs> that's an observation. Um, is it a keeper? Nope. You wouldn't check that on a... I take it back. <laughs> I, <take it> <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know if it's... How many questions have I asked? That's nine. Is it the bridle? No. That's attached to the canopy. I know. I just, I, I was. You're I, doing that, really good. That's though. what I ruled out before, but then I just, I felt not you're, confident. You're doing really, really good. Okay, so that was ten. I don't want a hint yet. Can I ask for a hint later if sure. I want to save it? Sure. <laughs> okay, so let's recap. Not the bridle. It's not a keeper. It's not part of the parachute. Not the chest strap. It is part of the harness. It is made of fabric. You would look at it during a gear check. It's not for closing the rig, and it's wearable because it's on the container. Surely it's not the RSL because you already RSL. said that. <laughs> it's not the RSL. I feel like you're playing with my mind. Is it the? Is it a leg strap? Nope. What the hell is it? It's fabric. It's not attached to the parachute. I need a rig in front of me <laughs> <laughs> to touch things. Is it something that I would see on the front or the back? That's not a yes or no question. Oh, sorry. Is it something on the front? Yes. Is it the cutaway handle? Not the cutaway handle. Shoot. Okay. You're at 14, by the way. Okay. So it's not an RSL. It's not the chest strap. It's not the leg straps. It's not the cutaway handle. I'm going to assume that we're considering the reserve handle as not fabric. Is it the reserve handle? No. <laughs> you can't do those hands. It's not fair. <laughs> Maybe think I was right. It's fabric. I would check it. It's not attached to the parachute at all. Nope. How, that was 15? Yep. Okay, something I would think of that was fabric that I would check. It's technically attached but not attached. Is the... Um, I'm going to sound kind of silly because I don't actually know a technical term for it, but the string that goes through the three rings... Set the, the loop? Yeah. No. <laughs> this is not the loop. <laughs> you just call it a loop? Is that the technical I mean, term? I know it is a loop, but like, it's I feel like there's... Loop. I feel it like, looks like a closing loop, but I feel like there should be a better word for it. There's probably a name for it. it. I don't know. I don't know the name for it. I always go, grommet, grommet, cable, loop, done. Yeah. <laughs> so. Totally. What am I missing, dude? 
Um, cause there would be the laterals, there would be, <laughs> I wish I could, I want to turn around and not look at you, so I can't be given. Close your eyes and visualize. Give me a, give me a hint. Okay. Um, it's removable. This thing is removable. It's removable? And you would check it during a gear check, and it's on the front, and it's not the RSLs. <laughs> Kazoo. <laughs> Kazoo. On a friend. It's removable. What the heck? Somebody at home is, like, screaming it right now. Like, I doubt it, because most of the people that listen to this, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe, probably. There's, there's probably a handful of people who are like, maybe this and it's not a keeper. I'll give you two more. And then right before the last question, I'll give you like the bombshell clue. Okay. Okay. Um, make you for sure get it. Okay. I'm just reeling through my brain. We can we can cut out all these long pauses, right? Yes. That's what makes me feel anxious. <laughs> no worries, you'll be all right. <laughs> what does that mean? What can I take <laughs> off of my rig? That's fabric. Well, maybe not, not your rig. That's another clue. <laughs> what the heck? Is it on a tandem rig? Or, okay. Is that a question? No. <laughs> okay. It was out loud pondering. <laughs> I shook my head though, so I feel like it might be a question. I think you said it out loud. I'll count it. It's okay. <clears throat> uh, it might not be on my rig. A belly band. There you go. Good oh, job. I got it. Good job. Damn it. Well done. Yay. Now that I've said it, I wish I would have thought of that earlier. You said chest strap, and I was like, oh, shit, she going to get this, like, super <laughs> fast. It's like, oh, no. Uh, yeah, belly bands. <laughs> so belly bands are, um, I've never used one, uh, except around, like, a tandem, like a tandem student harness. Um I was always told tandem, like a belly band is more for swooping. This is the first year where I've seen like a ton of them. It's exploding. It is an exploding like fad. fad. Yeah, it really it's is. Unreal. It's a fad. Um, I've seen so many different types too. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen handmade versions like with the B12 clips. Yep. You know, like I've seen those versions of them. I've seen the ones with the knots, you know. Uh, I've seen the fanny pack ones. I've seen like the RSL bag ones. Like there's tons of different versions of them out there. Um, I, I guess like they've always been used for swooping or for a rig that was too big. Yeah. I've always seen them like that. Like yeah. the rig's too big and it's lifting off your back. We want to get it sucked into your lower your lower back a little bit better. So we're going to we're gonna um, use a belly band. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've ever really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think right now people are using, it's 10 minutes to our, our, uh, till where you got to be ready. Okay. Um, the belly band. I think that. till we have to get on the plane? No. Okay. Okay. I was like, what the fuck? We got to go. Load one's on (laughs) the plane. Okay. 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 (laughs) Jesus. All right. Go ahead. I hope they're ready for us. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people are using them right now for, because their rigs aren't, fitting them properly and they want a free flying yeah. I feel like that's the most common thing I'm seeing mm-hmm. and I'm like I see people get brand new rigs that don't fit so I don't know who's dropping the ball yeah or what's going on I've seen a couple of those in recent years and too. I, f- I do feel like most of the people who are asking for the belly band are like my harness doesn't fit me right in the past I think we were just like it's time for me to get a new rig mm-hmm. but I think you could tell me if this is different for your experience I buy 
I bought used gear. Mm-hmm. When I my first rig was not a brand new rig. Mm-hmm. When we like I bought a rig and then when it was time for me to like learn how to free fly or something like I started looking for a rig that was free fly friendly that kind of idea mm-hmm. I think everybody is just like one now pe- this is what I was saying people are just buying brand new gear right off the bat mm-hmm. I don't know how they have all this money because <laughs> that's not cheap I'm like you guys are impressive but like their stuff should fit them properly yeah. and I don't understand what's happening yeah me either I, I think there's a little bit of that you know mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of like the uh, at least what I've noticed I'm like your rig is brand new and it fits great. Why are you wearing a belly band? I don't understand why you're wearing that. Like, is it just, just for like thing. extra added safety or is it like more of a style thing now? Like a fashion thing? Like, I don't get it. It's so strange. It's super strange. It's very, very strange. And, and I don't, again, I've never needed to use a belly band. So I don't know. I don't know how it would change mm-hmm. my ring fitting me, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, if you're not taking off your chest strap and doing a swoop. Yeah. And, or your rig's not like, falling yeah. off you like I get it with the student rig uh-huh. that makes sense I just don't see the point like yeah. you, it's, it's just another added thing to worry about I guess like to be you know so so like the other thing too is like we're not jumping I mean I guess we're jumping over next to water because it's like Michigan here but at the same time it's like just another added thing that you have to get out of your harness yeah. on you know should something occur like that like, yeah the other thing too is it's not a standardized thing to talk about you know in skydiving it's just an add-on so like I feel like I'm wondering if it's something people are knowing how to deal with in an emergency should they need to you know what I mean like I don't know it's just um yeah like if you take off your chest strap for water landing what do you like you gonna just leave that yeah (laughs) because some people have them pretty tight Mm -hmm. it's strange like if you're not going to be wearing a fanny pack that's got some snacks in it then I don't know what you're doing that being said though too I'm trying to figure out how to make one for like as a fanny pack right now just wear the fanny pack (laughs) i literally wear my fanny pack to take student radios like just put the fanny pack on (laughs) doling out all this shade on belly fans meanwhile last night night i was researching the right webbing to use for a fanny pack belly band oh good job sam you hypocrite (laughs) i will judge you (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway all right with that (laughs) we're gonna end it there tubs thank you for finally sitting down with me after rocking it all season um thank you for spending two hours of your time with me we are in a rush to get two hours um we are in a rush to get on the on the plane though they our manager just popped his head into the door and said hey you guys are on the next load so we gotta go thanks for sitting (laughs) and listening to us guys blue skies Safe jumps. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye.